0: mystique a podcast where we process politics sex and the unrelenting fire hose of bullshit in the news through an unapologetically feminist lens each week we begin by venting about the news go deep on one important issue call it terrible things happening below the top headlines in a segment called we see you and then we will end with something hopeful
1: Woo! Woo. welcome yay Ah. and just a reminder, if you're enjoying us, to rate, review, subscribe, recommend us. It really helps other people to discover us. We always welcome feedback or communication via our social media. We're FWM Podcast on Twitter and Facebook and Feminists Without Mystique on Instagram. And you can also support us on Kofi um, by buying us the equivalent of a coffee or something. Whatever you like.
0: Whatever you like. A smoothie, a, ju- a juice. <laughs> an iced I milk
1: <laughs> a beverage uh...
0: yeah whatever whatever you spend your, your money's on um we're here we're back it's 2022 wow what a different landscape
1: wow wow different in some ways and the same in other depressing yeah, ways the but... same in most <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i'm so happy to be back i'm
0: giddy i know here we are to begin really sad i'm saying this as if i'm not i'm actually quite sad about milltown mel <laughs> Um <laughs> this is a groundhog. Uh for those of you who are not familiar, Punk Puxatoni Punks
1: Tony Phil. Yeah.
0: Phil. He's yeah. a groundhog. Um mm. <laughs> <laughs> who lets us know on February 2nd, hey, we got more winter, spring around the corner, what's happening? This happens on February second. On February first, that groundhog died. It was sad to read. It was there was some headline that was like seize his shadow for the last time." Oh my god! It is. It's always sad to it be when sad. you know creatures die, but it's it, was, it feels very like mm, not good that like on February first, the February second, like predictor of things dies. Like twenty twenty two feels. <laughs> There are some good things happening. There are some things I'm excited about, but I'm I'm a little apprehensive, and I feel like mm. Milltown Mel's untimely <laughs> death doesn't make me feel better about where we're headed. Um, yeah. Untimely, I say he could have been 45. I have no idea. <laughs> the day before, it just feels a little on the nose, you know.
1: Yeah, no, it is like a little unsettling. I also didn't know that
0: it was the same
1: groundhog. I didn't know the groundhog's name was Milltown Mel. You didn't know it was
0: the same groundhog? Oh, I guess I
1: didn't. I think I thought it was kind of like the turkey that gets pardoned at the White House. You know, it's like they always pick a different turkey.
0: No, it's this. It's his job. It's his career. <laughs> he this wakes up in the morning in had- his little <laughs> hole and he comes out and puts his little hat on the hook. He comes out <laughs> and he says, all right, <laughs> let me look about, around for these shadows. See <laughs>
1: Oh my god! I should know this because Groundhog Day should. is my birthday, so mm-hmm. I'm constantly being upstaged by good old Mel. I guess it's tr- uh, maybe.
0: Did you have a hand at this? <laughs> wow, mm,
1: I've I've outed Ooh. myself.
0: <laughs> Interesting turn. <laughs> Heard here for the first time. Murder of Milltown <laughs> Mel Maria. <laughs>
1: <It's so laughs> Maria, the mill murderer. The
0: mill murderer Maria, <laughs> murder of Milltown Mill. Up wow. next, it's the Super Bowl that I'm going after. <laughs> God, not Always Tom Brady's fuck. gone. You just don't care anymore, do you?
1: <laughs> I know that was that was weird. That was a weird piece of news. Yeah, that feels like a big too. deal.
0: Yeah. Then we move over to the insurrection, uh, yeah, which yeah, is speaking new. of Trump supporters. <laughs> yeah, but there's that's all happening all the uh, the court debuckles we'll talk about trump a little later or i will but um, mm-hmm. it seems as if he may have been part of it
1: <laughs> Which, and maybe
0: like- <laughs> it was a bad thing
1: uh every time he sort of says anything publicly now i forget how stressful it was i mean just viscerally that he mm-hmm.
0: would,
1: he was in charge and he would be saying the most awful blatantly illegal stuff and when he does that now, it is like, God damn. I mean
0: here he is still there? doing it.
1: Teflon Don. Like nothing has changed.
0: Nope. So he's just doing that. Oh We've God. got Russia just like kind of peeking at Ukraine <laughs> very aggressively for a while. And I'm very unclear as to what is going to happen and yeah. what the repercussions are gonna be. It just seems like a pretty spooky border situation there. Yeah. Um a lot of a lot of force, just kind of hanging out, yeah. the Border of Ukraine, so hmm? TBD. <laughs> <laughs> Shrug. Um, and every I get my news from YouTube now, um, but, <laughs> but not from like randos. Still from Rachel Maddow until she goes on hiatus. Right, what's um, not about? I'm I'm well. happy for her, but I'm also like upset for me. But I feel like every day I'd see, like, because there's always, like, news on YouTube. And every day it's, like, Russia, Ukraine. And every day I was, like, ooh, let's see about that. Supreme Court. Different <sighs> things happening there. We've got a retirement. Um, mm-hmm. Biden says first, you know, first black woman Supreme Court justice. And we've got um, still, you know, it feels like Roe v. Wade will be overturned That's a little bit coming. later. Gird your loins. Uh, you literally, <laughs> literally. I don't know how you literally gird <laughs> a loin, but you should do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's been stressful. Um, we've got uh, jo- uh, Rogan and Spotify. and Yeah. People who are making
1: a lot of money saying whatever they want are somehow – Saying that they're being censored and like the woke mm-hmm. mobs are coming after them, but really that's not at all true. But you know, there's so much. Th- there's COVID misinformation that at a certain point, when the, you know, in a pandemic, maybe there should be some level of responsibility. Also, this isn't just like the town square. This is a Spotify is a platform people pay a subscription fee for, mm-hmm. and they they put they exclusively have the rights to Joe Rogan's content. 100 million dollars is what they spent to have that have that fucking privilege. That, <laughs> so I, um, this is not a matter of free speech with that amount of money. These fucking people. And I just I I and I think you and many people, you know, Joe Rogan just He's just—he started off as not my cup of tea. Mm. Every time he trends, it's for something I find yeah. repugnant, and um, I, I frankly—I used this hiatus to like generally try not to check up on Joe Rogan. Um, that was a fun yeah. thing about the hiatus, is I was seeing—I would see things and I'd be like, <laughs> "Matt Geitz is trending,"
0: and I was like, I'm "Not checking," because there's no way. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's some some Matt <laughs> things I going to catch back up on. <laughs> <laughs> I know i know no, rogan and and like i was reading something that he was saying about after like deal young and Joni mitchell who was on my baby's favorite music playlist and spotify so i'm mm, <laughs> yeah rogues. um but he was saying something about how like now he'll he'll take some care to research and i'm like joe how yeah. many people listen to you and only mm-hmm. now that there's I'm assuming talk of like sponsors pulling out and like money financial loss that you're like, maybe I should you know present uh you know the actual scientific uh opinions, not even opinions, but like facts, and maybe I should actually research uh people before they come on. I'll do that yeah. it's like Joe, you should have been doing that
1: you should have been and also how hard is it just to not. <laughs> just to do a basic Google of certain things and think, like, I have a huge-ass platform and maybe yeah. a responsibility to not put on my platform some of some gross people who are peddling misinformation of a variety Honestly, of things. Like,
0: we have, like, maybe three less listeners than Joe Rogan, but we would <laughs> never... <laughs> we have similar um, platforms. <laughs> sim, sim, sim. You would never do such a thing. Um, but we actually would, like, I feel like humans... You know, if you're if you're going to be talking about something that's controversial mm-hmm. or really anything that has any kind of effect on human beings and their, like, health and safety, you should probably, like, do a little bit, like, due diligence first. Yeah. Um,
1: we, like, I, I remember when we, especially when we first started and, like, every single thing that I was looking up, I was double, triple checking and I was like, it's kind of crazy that I am... Going through what I feel is a pretty rigorous, like relatively rigorous flat fact-checking process, where it's like, okay, you know, at least at least checking it from a couple of different sources. And meanwhile, Trump was treating like kofefe and like a bunch of other like nonsense. But a thing about the Joe Rogan too, because I feel like we should do a whole episode at some point on him because,
0: oh, yeah, we shouldn't. You it's know, awful.
1: I know I don't want to in any way, but I do struggle. I struggle with the underlying point that some people make about like having conversations that are engaging with ideas that you might not agree with. You know, it's different when it's like totally misinformation that's, you know, on a on a broad scale. But I do think that especially in this era where we're, we're dealing with like book bannings and all this other, um, these free speech issues, I I honestly am so I'm so torn about the issue of free speech, like, because as you know, and we've talked about this, I used to be a free speech absolutist. And because, because I'm so uncomfortable with the idea of someone's telling other people what they can say, but uh, through the Trump era and just how toxic the environment has gotten and how, misinformation lies hate spread so much faster than anything else the nationalism it's disgusting and I, I don't know what the right answer is but it does feel like there's got to be a different way to categorize what is a clear and present danger when you're thinking about like free speech and mm-hmm. like and then like we'll get to this in our recs the nazis who were in orlando this fucking weekend excuse the fuck out of me like just absolutely bold like fine with people knowing who they are
0: yeah, saying awful things. Awful oh, I mean, obviously things. Nazis aren't
1: <laughs> have a great day. But it feels like their presence is an incitement of violence mm-hmm. just by being there publicly.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I think we have a, a question on our hands as a society of like, where is the line between two people with different opinions having a discussion
1: mm-hmm. or
0: someone broadcasting someone's opinion? and broadcasting a blatant mistruth. You know, and it's like and I feel like there are ways that you can look at sources and find like okay, is this contested academically and scientifically or is this like an absolute? And like from there we can draw our conclusions. But it is sort of this question of like are we are we stifling free speech when we're stifling Joe Rogan? Not that we even are or <laughs> right. like where is that line? And for me it's like yeah, when th- when you know yeah, when you, you pretty much know something's true based off of science or you know something else isn't true mm-hmm. or, you, you know, like, but it, again, it's like a very, it's clearly a very hard thing to articulate and to um, be able to, you know, line the sand and be like, all right, this is, you can talk about this, you can't talk about that. um, mm-hmm. So there it, it is. It is interesting, but. You know it when you see it, misinformation, you know? <laughs> right,
1: right, right, which is exactly how a Supreme Court just, justice categorized pornography. Uh, I know yep. when I see it, you know, so I'm mm-hmm. going to go with that.
0: <laughs> exactly, and circling back to the Supreme Court, yeah. again, so many things, as we mentioned, crazy. Um, Wordle has been released, uh, Taken yes. the Masses by Storm. I still haven't played once. I want to. You should. Is should it I just worth, send you Is after it worth the this? hype? Yeah, yeah. maybe just send it to me, make me download it, and then I'll like... You don't, I don't have even know, to. Like,
1: That's a thing. You just use a browser window. It doesn't even use require br- an app. What is, okay,
0: 1993. I see you. I'm two years old, and I'm ready to play Wordle.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, it did just get bought by the New York Times, so like maybe you're going to need that yeah. app at some point.
0: Yeah, I did see that. I do pay like a dollar a month or something for the New York <laughs> Times, so hopefully that includes Wordle. Yeah. Um, But I did feel very FOMO Uh, about... <laughs> all of the, the Wordle posts this past month or whatever. um,
1: I can proudly uh, say that I have not posted the blocks like everyone else, even though there have okay been a few you, times. I
0: don't know what they mean. I just know everyone's posting them.
1: Yeah. I did post one time on is Instagram. Is it Scrabble
0: adjacent?
1: Because
0: um, then I feel like you're like you know, <laughs> devouring it. Yeah. Scrabble I mean, queen.
1: the part of the good thing about Wordle is that you can only there's only one game a day so it's like this little treat it's usually done depending on how successful you are it takes between like four and 20 minutes um, okay you know and it's just like a treat you can give yourself the browser keeps track of your streak for you so like it's fun and right.
0: um
1: it's kind of like scrabble
0: yeah yeah there are words i, I will I will, words. I will i will wordle yeah um I'm yeah. I'll have to do that. Um, yeah, you'll have to let me know. <sighs> New Year's Eve, Betty White died, and then yeah, that was awful enough. I mean, date like very close to her hundredth birthday. It was How very sad. like, mm, um. And then Bob Saget died, and I was like very upset about Bob Saget. Yeah, I don't know exactly. Not that I shouldn't have been. Um, but <laughs> but I'm yeah. normally I'm not. Normally, when a celebrity dies, I'm like, that's too bad. Mm-hmm. They're a person. People love them. Um, and when Betty White died, there was like a, a st- an extra sadness because of who she was and all that she did. But there was also a, you know, she's almost 100. Mm-hmm. You really feel like she lived her life. With Bob Saget, I just felt like, I don't know, man. I was, I've been thinking about Bob Saget. I bring Bob Saget up <laughs> all the time. I'm just like not. I'm not at peace with Bob Saget um, yeah. leaving us. I don't know. I don't know if like I watched that as a kid and was like, I want Bob Saget to be my dad, or I want Bob Saget to be my daddy, or like what? <laughs> Both Some of those version. things. I think different years. Um, yeah. But I don't know, man. Bob Saget. I wasn't. I wouldn't have. I would never have predicted Bob Saget's death impacting me beyond like oh but for yeah. some reason I'm just like torn up man I am yeah. so sad about Bob Saget that was really sad yeah it which was. is not to belittle uh Betty White who was an icon yeah.
1: and arguably did
0: more not to I don't want to pit them in this weird death, death match of this, <laughs> yeah um but I just yeah wasn't expecting the the real gut punch of Bob Saget's death uh, so yeah. early in 2022 it felt
1: yeah no that was really sad and of course because the instagram algorithm is like really fucked up um like the day or two after i saw that his wife had posted like a reel of them from like the last 12 months like she posted mm. it, and it was like before obviously it was like maybe a couple of days before he his death so it was like her reflecting on the whole of the last year with the two of them it was just
0: extra fucking sad like awful well, and he was um, like on tour and he's talking about how much he had in store and yeah that, according to everyone he was just like a real stand-up guy sagat yeah yeah no
1: that was really sad and all the tributes were really moving I mean it also <laughs> this week the thing that hit me in the feels when I wasn't really expecting it because it's like Different podcast hosts that you're listening to for years and years or celebrities, they hit you kind of like if something happens, you're hit when you're not expecting it. And I um, have been listening to Pod Save America, Pod Save the World for like since they started in 2017 or 2016 even. You were like an
0: original listener.
1: (laughs) I know. I loved them and they helped get me through the Trump administration. Now I don't always listen to the whole episode, but I do like to catch at least the beginning parts and they- I just like them a lot. Tommy Vitor, um his wife had like a miscarriage at 24 weeks, but oh, they had god. like
0: they had like beyond a miscarriage, like that's a stillbirth. Like, oh god. Right.
1: I know he called it a miscarriage, but then it was like seemed yeah, I Either think you're way,
0: right. it's, can, verbiage. It's awful.
1: Verbiage. aside, It yeah, it seemed awful it, and then like he wrote this post that was so devastating with pictures kind of like Chrissy Teigen, but it seemed like they were able to have like a few hours with their daughter, which seemed just like the absolute worst thing I could ever imagine. I can't. <laughs> um, and I just like saw this. Of course, on Instagram. I'm on the toilet. This is when this happened, and I just started crying because it was like, yeah, he oh, like, this six person pregnant at that point. Like they they've got their sh- oh, oh, like. You know, just someone who's a good person, at least, and it's like, I, he doesn't, I don't know him, like, as a, but he's Uh, in my ears all the time, and I care about him, like, and his wife, who seems nice and lovely, and the pain, it's just like, it it was a weird, it's kind of like the John Mulaney thing, where you just are like, I have deep feelings about this. Oh,
0: we didn't. I didn't even. We read. haven't even <laughs> talked about him and his baby, who was born when, like, around when my baby was born. But like, <laughs> the timeline of him and his ex-wife, and then oh, like, are him and Olivia Munn even still together? Oh my god, deeply sketchy. So many things with that, but we'll. I, I mean,
1: we'll have to. Oh my god! Wait, one thing, because oh my goodness, I didn't even need to take us here. But did you read the interview with with Anna Marie Tenler in Harper's Bazaar?
0: no I've been listening to her Spotify playlist every day Ooh, <laughs> yeah. it's called rooms in the first house and it's just like a really good mix to do like anything oh. to
1: okay I'm gonna have to look into that yeah she and she has a cute tiktok um her vibe is just like amazing she said something she was like she casually talked about her life being shattered um and having to like rebuild from square one she's also said like that she's freezing her eggs now because she was like it seems like she actually was interested in having kids and, and maybe he never he wasn't.
0: Oh my God. And now he's got a fresh ass baby. Yeah. And she was
1: like, I'd always prioritize the relationship above like kids and then, And then he know, just mm. whew. I was Ooh. like, Wow, I I really Ooh. have feelings.
0: <laughs> anyway, but I do. Oof. Have... <laughs> Damn. Wow uh cinema and mansion any thoughts on that before we dive <laughs> oh my gosh just that honestly
1: from our hiatus i uh, part of me was like thinking that this was just timing wise a really interesting amount of like space to have the hiatus because there was a lot going on with joe mansion and cinema but ultimately between when like november and now february jack shit happened and that's all due to them these yep. fucking moderates stalling and destroying voting rights for no good
0: reason no, no good, good reason, reason. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
1: with no path to what they actually would have would have been acceptable and i find it i i was glad to see that the arizona democrats censored um or mm-hmm. like uh cinema Joe Manchin, like whatever, we can't do anything about him because it's West Virginia. But I mean, and I wouldn't be surprised if he does change parties or turns into an independent. Like, go for it. I mean, you're not whatever. really a Democrat.
0: You're not at this anybody, point, yeah. Mm.
1: But really, really, and I hope they don't play games with the Supreme Court nominee. I don't have the energy or the patience. Um, mm-mm. Mm-mm. So we all have to basically like fuel up for these fucking midterms that we're probably going to get absolutely. Oh, I'm so
0: nervous. <laughs>
1: So I guess that's all I have to say. About
0: that. <laughs> that's all she has to say about that.
1: <laughs> cool, <laughs> cool, yeah. But we get to jump into that's like our little survey of
0: so that's the world of- we live in now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> in a very more real sense of the world that you're living in right now. Mm. Oh my gosh! You have a squishy baby. I have a
0: squishy baby. This is my cell phone background. Oh,
1: that's a great picture. Our viewers see can't sure. see. They
0: can't see, but it is a very adorable recent baby. photo of my daughter. Um, yeah, I had a whole, I had a whole baby.
1: <laughs> you did with minimal tearing, correct?
0: Minimal. It still happened. Don't get me wrong, but my asshole is un, untouched, um, by the tearing. That's great um and yeah and the the healing of of the tearing uh went fine <laughs> That's, that is great <laughs> you never know you never know what you're in for you know they tell you the stitches will dissolve and uh you trust them um yeah. and you're also like god i hope you're like good at sewing you know yeah. and they're just like
1: oh my god they botched. put the baby
0: yeah they put the baby on you and then they're just like stitching up your vagina or your perineum or wherever while you're like holding your baby so they really? are just like not yeah they're just like going for it immediately because you know <sighs> and so i was like half paying attention and half just like oh there's a baby here now which is how they get you oh um, my god that is how wow
1: that almost feels sneaky but i guess it's just
0: it does <laughs> feel it? sneaky and when she was doing it i was like what degree i'm like all you said is that you're so <laughs> like Bitch, yeah. level with me, and I'm just be like, oh, I'm here sewing you up. I'm like from yeah. what? You're <laughs> <laughs> what degree? From what? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Um, but no, it all healed according to plan. um And what? yeah, there's all kinds of things that happen. They make you take stool softeners so that you don't sh- have too hard of a shit and strain too much and pop your stitches. Oh.
1: Oh um, my god! You always tell me new horrific things. Like ever since college, you so
0: many brought me along. Yeah, there's the so many sobri- awful things that happen to your body. Um, so that happens, and uh, if you
1: shit and you break your stitches, mm-hmm. um, do you just instantly get a massive infection and have like have to be like rushed to the hospital?
0: No, you go and get. Get your, I would, you go and get your, your, it didn't happen to me. I took my stool (laughs) softener. And there's, cause there's also hormonal component, hormones, postpartum. Uh Ooh, they're up to something. Um, (laughs) They also make it so that you're like kind of constipated. That's why you have to take the stool softeners. So they're just like, we're going to build you up with hard shits and be like, see what happens. Um, But I took my softeners and I had no, no bad, no bad events. But yeah, if you tear your stitches, you have to go get restitched um you know it's not like you're gonna get like infected immediately like things will have to be like cleaned perhaps yeah. depending on what kind of poop you had but it's not necessarily like some sort of explosive thing that'll like coat you <laughs> um but it could yeah tear tear your stitches up so you gotta be like mind. so then there's just like a fear after you give birth of like pooping yeah like the first poop you're like what's that gonna be yeah um really Aww. a lot of my life is about poop. It's not just it's my poop. It's the baby's poop. <laughs> Everyone's poop is like is a big part of the equation now. In a way,
1: yeah.
0: That it wasn't so much before, you know.
1: Right, right. You're dealing with, uh, yeah, yeah. Poop it's is a lot of poop
0: to keep track of. You know, <laughs> um, it's it's tough. It's tough keeping track of all this shit. Yeah. <laughs>
1: where to even like begin how are you doing how is the day-to-day just like getting to like hang out with your child and also clean its shit and and not be able to sleep a lot like give the whole the whole
0: the whole whole thing um the synopsis i mean it's great she's also she's nine weeks now or nine and a half weeks now so she's she's a little bit more mature uh, she was very immature when she first got here. She was very rude. Just when- an immature baby. Oh, she was so immature. She wouldn't sleep through the Ugh. Um. Rude. No, she's there is a weird concept of like a good baby, and people are like, oh, do you have a good baby? Yeah, <laughs> Who are the bad. Like, yeah, let's reframe this and not have <laughs> evil babies. Yeah. Um. Oh, it's been a real trip. Um. I think I was really like prepared for the worst in terms of like how I was gonna feel.
1: Mm-hmm. Which I think is a
0: better way to do it. Yeah. Prepare for the worst rather than assuming the best. But I felt better than I thought I'd feel um, right after. It was still very, those first few weeks are really, really tough, like physically and emotionally and hormonally. Um, but at the same time, at least for me, I like immediately bonded with the with my baby and was immediately like in love with her. And so that's good because that doesn't like, does does not always happen for people. Um, which would be really hard because then you have this being who takes and takes and takes doesn't give a whole lot back (laughs) and so if you don't have that sort of like if your body hasn't decided to like give you that um gift of just like eternal love right away yeah I can't imagine how hard that would have been because it was very very hard and I was in love with her you know yeah um Because when they're very little, they need to eat every two hours. And if you're their source of food, you don't sleep. Gotta be up. (laughs) And then you go in like you go a little bit insane. I say that half joking, but also half not joking. And your life just kind of revolves around like being the boob lady. And I switched from exclusively like breastfeeding her to adding in breast pumping when she was pretty little because she literally she just sucked me dry and threw up blood and wow. she threw up blood because she had sucked me to the point of just making me bleed wow um, and she kept drinking it because she's a little freak and she wasn't <laughs> like no this isn't right she's like yeah
1: <laughs> you were like is... you don't need to have blood
0: yeah like... she's like this is it though this is what I want so at that point I was like I'm gonna start pumping and uh <laughs> yeah go from yeah. there and that's been great um because I know how much she's getting and I can keep eyes on things and not like the lead into my child's mouth <sighs> um but you know overall it, it's just been sort of like every day's is uh, a new experience and I worked with kids and with babies a lot before so there's like a lot I know but it's not the same obviously as like having your own kid and every kid's different mm-hmm. um but she's been re- she's been a good baby <laughs> <laughs> But no, it's, she's gotten, she started sleeping more at night and um, less during the day. But, you know, those first few weeks are just so, so hard because you're physically just, I mean, you went through like nine plus months of just like growing this creature and like your hormones going nuts. And then you just like, then they're out. Yeah. And like things are happening physiologically in like bonkers ways for a really long time after you have a baby. It's still happening to some extent. Like, I still get weird night sweats Mm. because of hormonal things that are happening. And I wake up just like caked and sweat sometimes. Oh um, my gosh. And things like that. But I think I've been really lucky in having uh, a partner who's like playing an equal role, um, which shouldn't be lucky. It should just be like how things are, but it's not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I've been lucky in that. So far, she's my daughter's been very. like, res- like, she's never inconsolable. If she's really sad, there's a way you can console her. I mean, it's not... You can't sit down. You have to, like, do, like, MTV cribs around the house and, like, carry her around, <laughs> show her everything. Like, she is consolable. She's happy a lot of the time. She eats well. She sleeps pretty well. Like, as far as babies go, she's pretty, like... She doesn't have any huge, knock on wood, any huge, like, issues. Um, And even with that, like, even with having, like, the the baby of babies like Mm -hmm. it's still very hard um and then you have to think deeply about like parenting and life and you know i've had the again the great fortune to be on maternity leave but i can't imagine how people do without being on maternity leave Mm -hmm. i'm dreading going back to work and in some ways i'm also very excited for it um because your life really does just like revolve around this little baby Mm -hmm. um in a way where you feel like you're going insane sometimes because it's like your sleep everything is synced in with this this other human yeah um but thankfully i did not i haven't not yet it can happen within a year of having a baby but no like postpartum depression or mood disorders or anything like that um that's great so that's been that's been great um just you know trying to keep her fed with my my boob milk has been the real the real thing because you gotta do you know how many ounces of they eat a day and then you have, it comes out of your boobs and then it's like you have to plan your life around it and sometimes you wake up in a puddle of like breast milk Ugh. You have to like wash everything oh, um yeah, and you can't like you have to plan things within like a few hours because you have to you have to breast pump or feed your kid every or you're you're gonna overflow basically.
1: It's just gonna start coming out of your boob.
0: Yeah, so my Ugh. literally that's what happens, and like certain things bring it on, like if you take oh. a shower. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, titties, titties be milky. Oh. Um, <laughs> it's they it just happens, and it's like you need you can't, and then if you're breast pumping. You yeah. can't, like comfort your baby while you're breast pumping. So you need to have your other your partner there or someone there, or
1: mm-hmm. just be really
0: Yeah, it's and then you can get like infections, which I got one of my um the duct. It was very unpleasant. I thought I had COVID and then I was like, Oh no, my tit hurts, you know. It's uh. probably, probably not COVID. Um and just all these things just make sure that they're getting um Everything they need. And my baby, of course, eats twice as much as they say that they eat this bitch. This bitch. They say 20 to 20 ounces a day. 40. Oh she my slams God. a 40 back every day. So I'm just like, Ugh. I don't have a supply ahead of her. It's lit. It's. Wow. Every day I make the milk that she eats. I don't. A lot of women get to, like, stock up in the freezer and stop early. But she. <laughs> She's, she's not hungry. letting you get ahead. No, she's starving. She's wow. absolutely starving. Um, oh So, goodness. yeah, no, I love her very much. It's been rewarding. It's also been exhausting. And everything is planned. Every Everything is scheduled, With like, within a minute of my life. Mm-hmm. Nothing just happens anymore. Um, we haven't seen anyone for any real period of time. We haven't really gone out and done anything other than walks, like mm-hmm. – it's a different, um, it's a different pandemic right now <laughs> for people right. who have kids that are young, so it's been lonely in those ways. But it's, I mean, the whole world has just felt surreal for so long, yeah. That in some ways, I feel like it's the best time to have a baby because everything already feels crazy and surreal. That you're just like, oh, this is a new factor in the yeah. equation. This, this little baby here, um, yeah, there's body image stuff, it's just like. And you're not allowed to do anything for six weeks after you have birth at least. And then Mm -hmm. you're allowed to start working out again. Um, But if you're breastfeeding, your body wants to hold on to fat. So you have to keep that in mind with like how you're looking at your body. And no matter what you do, Mm -hmm. probably your waist and your hips and your thighs are going to have a little extra some or other, which is fine. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just hard to practice what you preach sometimes. Like, no, it's fine. (laughs) Yeah, it's fine. You know. Right. Um, so it, it really is just a sort of like overnight everything becomes about this other human and you love them to bits and pieces but there are also moments where you're like oh my god how great would it be to just like what if Charlie my husband and I could both like go somewhere yeah yeah. <laughs> you know but I I, I, love, I love this little baby so much I really do and yeah. I'm really grateful I do yeah. um, it would be a lot harder if I didn't like attach to her yeah. Which happens for some people. They don't feel that. And they're not bad people. It's just like that didn't happen for them. So then it's so much more of an ask for them to like take care of this human because it's like yeah. they're not giving you much in the very, very beginning. And if you're not feeling that, I you know, I imagine it would be really, really hard to get through. Not basically not sleeping for a month, you know?
1: Yeah. And just the physical, yeah, the physical and emotional toll without the payoff of like being emotionally bonded with your yeah,
0: with your baby exactly. which is another big thing for paternity leave because you know dads who take time off with their kids feel more bonded to them and it's better for everybody um, yeah. which is also true maternity leave but she's a little mischievous one I can already oh, tell I can already tell she's got she's so- got plans man <laughs> she's got she's a playlist yeah. she's got <laughs> she's her she's- favorite jams she's got what's her favorite jams well, there's a playlist on Spotify, which I'm not advocating right now, because, you know, but um, <laughs> she, I basically, what happens is she gets upset and I play music and I see what she like responds to when she doesn't, and I like add things to her playlist. So there is a bias of like what I'm exposing her to. Right. In terms of like legit baby music, she loves Casper Baby Pants, who is like the who's who of baby <laughs> music making, basically. Okay. Okay. Um, I used to actually listen to his music with the kids I nannied in my early twenties. Oh, um, so it's kind of it's kind of sweet to to listen to that with her. Um, but other than that, she she likes divas, okay. and she likes like early two thousands emo music. Great,
1: um, great. Those are sort
0: of her main interests. Mm-hmm. Are like female pop divas. Good. Um. Oh, also Adam Levine. Okay. She loves Maroon 5. She has since she was in the womb. That's <laughs> continued on. Um, and I'm just here to provide support for right. what she's into. Yeah. Um, but she she loves she loves a, a dude with a falsetto. Um,
1: okay. She loves a
0: boy band. She loves Justin Bieber. Justin um, Bieber. So that's sort of her vibe. And some, like, she likes like, Joni Mitchell, um, Van Morrison, oh. you know. That's so she's nice. She's got a
1: mixed bag, yeah. Does she like um, some of the music that Charlie is? I'm assuming Charlie is exposing her to slightly different, like less, you know, less uh, girl bands and. <laughs> yeah, she's, different musical tastes.
0: He does. She's into so he he's where like the Van Morrison, like the dad rock came from. And she doesn't like okay. all of it, but she likes some of it um it's just like everything that i introduce her to either um <laughs> has she ever had like what has she had like a negative reaction to something like, specific like it's been like <laughs> no more shakira or something no, like we literally were listening to shakira last night <laughs> you were we literally she was pretty into it uh it wasn't her favorite but she was oh. certainly oh i hear not That's
1: uh, yeah a baby of this house <laughs> he's like
0: i'm a baby man <laughs> 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 um but no major big reaction. There have definitely been, so- I wish I could remember one, but they're definitely in songs where I'm like, what about this? I leave it on for like a while. <laughs> and she's still like, no. <laughs> um, so I tried to indoctrinate her. It hasn't always worked. But she's liked Beyonce when I put her on. So good, good. You know, she likes, um, really likes Landslide by the Chicks, which, good, not good. by the Chicks, but their cover of it, which my dog also enjoys. So it's two for one. Um. <laughs> really she's just she loves a good drum
1: okay yeah all right good
0: drum that's great it's wonderful
1: oh my gosh what a fun like thing putting together a playlist for your baby
0: i know babies so many activities come from babies you can make (laughs) playlists for babies make all kinds of things for babies
1: oh my goodness (laughs) she is so cute and she does have this little mischievous little smirk. She's
0: so mischievous. I swear she's up to something.
1: She's great. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to meet her in person. Ah! I
0: know. I know it's another thing. It's like parenting in COVID. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But soon we'll. Because we were reassured that the kids that are going to the hospital for COVID tend to be because of dehydration. Um, which isn't nothing like that if a baby or kids dehydrate and they're not cared for they'll you know they'll die but you it's i know what the signs are it's easily mm-hmm. treated it's better than them being in the hospital because of some sort of intense respiratory thing which could be you know more dangerous so right. um between that and her immune system getting stronger we're gonna introduce her to the world at large a little bit more soon but in the meantime we've just been little reckless with her
1: it is surreal still. Sometimes it, it just, I mean, especially because as you say, like the last two years and like so much has happened in your life specifically in the last two years that like, oh my God, yeah. you know, you got married, you moved out of Seattle, had a baby, like different work changes and just all sorts of stuff. Um, and it is so odd to have it happen without a lot of like, f- like f- physical face-to-face
0: yeah. interactions
1: to like process all this you know
0: no yeah it's like you'll just see me and it's like last time we like hung out hung out hung out for like a long period of time besides for like our little getaways and our little moments was so long ago like and like years ago at this point yeah, well you know, I guess we I have, have like a, a, yeah. yeah we've had like brief like seances yeah here and there but um and now you have a child seances. seance. Yeah, I have like <laughs> <laughs> we're not literal witches um <laughs> yeah now I have like an actual like a human child baby and it's bonkers and I also just like want to protect her at all costs and I'm like it's like I have <laughs> it's gonna sound the way I feel about my dog <laughs> <laughs> it's like I would in certain certain I would murder for her um <laughs> Not murder, yeah. but I would kill for. Her. If some if some person mm-hmm. was like about to kill my dog, I would kill them and I wouldn't feel bad about it. If they if they were doing it out of malice, and she would never be a threat. Yeah. If someone looked at my baby the wrong way, I would just twist them up into a and just snap them and throw them in a fucking lava lake. Like no, um, and I'm like preoccupied. With, I'm just like I need to keep this baby safe and protected. And it's like great evolutionarily if that's the thing, but. In my day-to-day mm-hmm. life, it's a little bit stressful because I'm just so, I'm just always so concerned, you know. And so, like, Charlie yeah. will be, like, wearing her. I'm like, watch out when you're turning that corner. Don't hit her head on the cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> you know? like, watch out when you're doing that. Don't drop the baby. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, always. Like, I trust he's a wonderful father and he's never going to do these things. But I just, like, have to say it. You have to say it. I yeah. Have to, don't do, Don't drop the baby. I tell him not to drop the baby 10 times a day. He's never dropped the baby. He's right. never come close to dropping the baby. But it's just like, I knew my anxiety would find a new home as a mother. Mm-hmm. And, oh, she's she's planted roots. She's cozy. And, and she's like, oh, this is great. This is my life's mission. Her oh, feet all are the up. Thing, Yeah, the things we worried about before. Oh, I'm like, who cares if you're late, girl? What about your baby? You know? <laughs> Um, so it's been an interesting journey in that sense because I'm just so worried all the time about everything and, oh my God. It's so funny too, like the,
1: this maternal instinct to just basically like fuck shit up for your baby. It's like, I mean, obviously I can't relate in that way, but I'm so amused too because it's like, comes from almost like you who like wouldn't step on an ant or like eat a gingerbread person because you were afraid that they would maybe like that they'd be harmed like in, God, was it was it was
0: it was earlier than third grade <laughs> jesus it was like first grade oh
1: okay sorry no offense
0: <laughs> <laughs> no offense <laughs> no i would yeah no i would i would violently murder for her <laughs> no questions asked covered in blood fine like she is to be protected at all costs for yes, sure
1: yes 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 along with your dog of course of, but also your cats yeah. i'm sure are feeling a little neglected in this conversation the
0: thing is, i feel like they can defend themselves <laughs> <laughs> i feel like if something was going down like they're okay i feel like gertie my dog would be mm-hmm. too nervous Aww. and i feel like my baby is a baby so yeah. I feel like they need the protection the cats Cats they're, are, I feel like they're fine, you yeah. know. I feel like they've, they've got it, yeah, they've got it covered, yeah. Okay,
1: I'm just very excited for you, and it is just, yeah, it's surreal, it's crazy.
0: It is every morning, I wake up and I'm like, I still have a baby.
1: I know it sometimes. I'll think about that, I'll just be like, Aaron is a
0: parent. <laughs> yeah, that happened. Okay, 2021. That's how you're going <laughs> to
1: You I think this was the day that you gave birth or it was the day after, but it was like within the 24 hours of your birthing period that I was exploring a celery smoothie <laughs> and was just like had like just really like was like I'm going to make this like celery juice. And yes. like, you know, and I was like, I'm gonna drink it, and I did drink it, and it was like my Everest of the 24 hour period, which I wouldn't remember normally, except that you were pushing out a baby, and I was like, I'm slurping a celery.
0: You did it, and each of them are accomplishments in their own right. Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, now my birth itself was not leading. The labor was a pain in the ass. The birth, I was yeah fine just I was done at that point it was just got this I had the epidural it was like happened quickly out? oh it happened Six, I mean the, the
1: group text was like it was like what that was I was
0: yeah I was Cause my pre like my labor, I was having contractions which are worse than they say that they are. (laughs) No, they're just as bad. Like every few minutes for 24 hours, I didn't sleep. They like injected I think heroin into my ass and sent me home. Um, not literally heroin, but like
1: yeah, some sort of.
0: I went to the hospital (laughs) when my contractions were the amount apart they say to go, Mm -hmm. and they're like, "Oh, you're not quite dilated enough yet." It's like really because. And they're like, oh, yeah, we can see on the monitor, you're having very strong contractions. Uh, you're just, like, you can try walking around for an hour.
1: Oh, my God. And see if you
0: get dilated enough. So it's like an inch away. I'm like, all right. And so I'm just walking laps, which is, Ugh. it's basically a contraction is like, if you think about the worst diarrhea cramp you had, mm. multiply it by a billion. And for me, some people have back cramps, which mm. I had. So it means that it wraps, instead of your front, it wraps away all the way from your front to your back, your back to your front. <sighs> it's all the way around um I was having those like every two to three minutes for 24 hours and so I I walked around for an hour and they're like oh you only dilate another half inch
1: oh my god you
0: gotta go home it's like like we have a a pain pain medication for you though and before that before that experience like I'm not gonna have like any like pain medication with my pregnancy and my daughter I'm not gonna have I'll have an epidural but not any pain medication Uh I took that shot in the ass (laughs) so quickly I was just like give it to me it's fine I don't even care what it is I don't even know like I still don't know exactly what they gave me it was morphine mixed with something and it's safe obviously for the baby yeah um but I went home because I thought I'd be able to sleep or like but yeah. no, you don't, you sleep for 30 seconds and you still get woken up by the contractions. Oh my but it God. it just like knocks you out in between. And by the time I went in the next day, I was severely dehydrated. They had to like hook me up to all this shit. My like kidneys were like in Ugh. dire straits because I was just, I wasn't eating or drinking. I was just like in so much pain. Oh my um, God. And they like, Let's just admit you and give you like an epidural and give you Pitocin to speed things along. And then within a couple, like, Two hours I was 10 centimeters. And then 26 minutes after starting pushing, she was out. Wow. Wow. Um, it was just like a brutal lead up. And then once I was there and I got the meds, it was like, all right, your body's
1: ready, ready. for her to come out.
0: But oh it was fucking if people say you forget the pain. I didn't, I will never forget oh. the pain. Oh my God. It was so it was the worst experience physically of my life. It was just like oh. No, you can't ever get comfortable because you know it's the worst pain in your life coming in the next like two minutes. And you right. know what's happening.
1: Oh my god, that that really sounds like complete. Yeah. Hell.
0: And no one will do anything, you know. Like they're saying, <sighs> you, know, you just gotta wait until your cervix is more dilated. You can't really do anything. So just. Um, oh my
1: god, you're just anticipating every and like every two minutes. That's just like. Oh, it was
0: off for uh, literally over twenty four hours, it was <sighs> so excruciate oh my god oh my goodness yeah no i i I have not and will not forget and then you get the epidural and within 20 minutes you feel almost no pain like you still i still felt my contractions you know i still felt discomfort but it i cannot strongly enough recommend for those who are open to it getting an epidural because it was the it was the most relief I've felt in my entire life, by wow. far. Oh my! I can't even express People say it. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Have to have to get it if you're open to it. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm mm. probably going to. <laughs> I mean, like, oh, it's just, it's, I've never, it's just from this like this torturous pain to just like being able to exist in like minutes. I can't. Wow. Yeah. No.
1: Nope. I don't care if the recovery is longer. I mean, obviously that. Sucks, but I didn't even know that was a thing until. And Gloria was Yeah, and it wasn't, yeah, so and for, it you, wasn't was it? for me.
0: That's like, right Or I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was because I don't know what it would have been without it. But like, I could still, I could walk immediately after. I could do all you know the things that they're checking. I could pee by myself. Like these are the That's things they check for. I had there were no downsides for me, man. Which doesn't mean there aren't any for anyone. But like, oh my god, I. That's just great. I'm so respect glad. to people who do it without people who do it without it though also like respect but also like you're fucking insane what yeah. but not no you're not like, <laughs> i don't mean but that don't in a disrespectful regret it? way
1: the people who choose not to have an epidural aren't they often the ones like it's too late after a certain point to, to get one
0: and then they're like i want one now and it's sort of like you can't have one that does happen um and there's there's no there's not a point where you technically you can't have it anymore, but there's a point where they say like, you can't have it anymore. And they're not going to give it to you. So really you can't have it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, I'm sure also women and people who give birth who are happy to have gone without the epidural and feel like they've done, they've accomplished something and like the, the beauty of their bodies. And like, yeah, man, <laughs> like I'm, I'm genuinely like in awe of these people. And I, I just, for people who don't, for people on the fence, for people who are not like hundred percent sure, they don't want an epidural. Like, oh my god! Mm-hmm. Oh, I, There's nothing I could more highly recommend based off of my experience <laughs> in my entire life than that, than that, injection. Which I was also anxious for, like the injection in my spine, even yeah. though I knew you can't feel it. Yeah, but you really can't feel it. I would be anxious too, though. Yeah, totally.
1: It's suddenly like you're going from like not a whole lot going on with your body and people do pricking and sticking oh. and suddenly it's like lots of things oh, so people check- are
0: just checking your serve; they're just everywhere up in you <laughs> and just whatever but by the time i got the afterglow i was like i don't do whatever you want i don't yeah i don't care like live life i'm live laugh love i've never felt more like that <laughs> than like after my epidural kicked in (laughs) i'm happy (laughs) i'm thriving i'm here i'm just mm. and it really is just a a kudos to modern medicine that that exists because i again if you choose not to use it i am oh my goodness wow you're amazing but also (laughs) there's no i don't think you have to suffer any more than you need to because you're already going to suffer a whole lot you know so if you choose to get an epidural or you're on the fence about it do it do, Please it. do, it. do just it do it it's oh <laughs> sweetest release it's like if you had to shit for like two weeks and then you got to shit you know yeah. it's just like anyway
1: Oof. very eventful hiatus
0: a very eventful hiatus yeah. <laughs> my goodness
1: my goodness uh yeah Anything else about, I mean, like, anything else about the,
0: uh... I feel like I, there's... There's so I much, mean, I'm sure. Yeah, like, there there are so many things. It's like I don't want to over, <laughs> you know, over explain the, you know, my birth. Um, but I will, it was just... Yeah, you, you will remember the pain. There are... And you'll have a plan, and I was going to spend time in the hot tub, Didn't spend a minute in that fucking swirly bath. I wasn't in there at all. They had like nice little baths in the units. Oh, they
1: did. I didn't know that. No, yeah, I didn't have.
0: That was like my favorite. I was so excited about that part. I'm like, oh, we have to like really relax. And no, that that didn't work that way for me. So I think it's yeah, just important to have like preferences, but acknowledge that like it's probably not going to go exactly according to plan. Mm -hmm. Um, and to trust your instincts because when I was fully dilated. I really felt like I was going to like shit a baby out. It's a very weird feeling, but I was like, I'm really working hard. I feel like not to give birth right now, but it's only, it hasn't been long enough since since I last checked, but like, I feel like it has. And I spoke up and was like, Hey, I really feel like a baby's coming. I haven't had one before, but it really, and then let me check, let me check. And they're like, Oh yeah, you're fully dilated. Let's go. And I was like, up until it had been several minutes of feeling that way before I was like, I should say something because I feel like a I might just start having a baby
1: yeah Um,
0: and so I'm really glad I spoke up for myself so I think just like trusting your intuition speaking up for yourself um having a plan and researching but like going with the flow as much as you can just like you know it's what and then like your birth is going to be unique to you your baby will be everything changes all the time every day and just trying I think the most helpful thing in my life um right now is just we're scheduling with my husband like literally everything so that we can each work out so yeah. that you know we can each make the meals we need to make so that we each get time you know well, of course we each get time with the baby all we do is baby stuff but <laughs> just making sure we each get the time that we need and yeah you know we agree upon it ahead of time and no one's feeling a certain kind of way. Just everything yeah. gets done. It's just yeah. everything's structured and yeah.
1: That, that, that is be. That makes a lot of sense. Like especially the scheduling.
0: Like yeah, it's a lifesaver. Honestly, um, yeah. it's it's the way shit gets done. Um, otherwise, it would just I feel like everyone would be upset and never feel like nothing got done. And you know, because we be, neither of us yeah. is gonna get everything done we want to, but we can both prioritize and get the important things done. Right. Um. So that's helpful and important. But and keep
1: yeah. your sanity.
0: Like yeah, you know whatever I have of it um yeah other than that just uh take your time with whatever healing you have and god you know just the miracle of life and oh and it's all and yeah it's awful um certain parts of it are awful and the recovery is awful and your body's gonna look different and it's gonna feel different and you know I've been working out literally every day since I've been allowed to Mm -hmm. and I was feeling bad because I wasn't like losing weight in the ways I wanted to in the ways I you know whatever um but at the same time like today I did a workout that I had done at the beginning of my maternity leave and I was able to like do this whole like series that I couldn't do at the beginning of it you know yeah. like this like side plank to middle plank to side plank kind of vibe oh, where I had to yeah. take breaks before and then this time I was like I banged it out um oh, so I don't know just do stuff that makes you feel good feel strong Except mm-hmm. that things are going to be a little janky for a minute, and, and go with it, you know. Yeah. Oh, my Gosh.
1: Well, we'll have to, t- you know. I mean, this this can't be the end of this. Like, we uh, this will be. We sh- we'll you know, circle back to. We'll it. have to circle yeah. back, and maybe we'll have to have a segment that's like checking in.
0: <laughs> checking in. Checking Baby in. stuff? Question yeah. mark. People are like, okay, whatever, like you know. But if it like like a a new day comes, and she'll do something new, and I'm just like, oh my god you fantastic being and it's like people have been doing this since literally forever you like see your kid do it and you're just like oh my god you fucking prodigy no literally every person ever has done this but like you see your spawn do it and you're just like oh my god look at you but she is phenomenal and sensational and she will be um she's going to be a a pop star and the president but the thing is she's going to be qualified for both
1: yes you know yeah. what i mean she's mm-hmm. not just going to
0: go from a pop career into the presidency
1: no she, like she's going to in on popularity no 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 this is gonna no be she's already qualified.
0: built she's doing both careers at once right, and she's right. doing both well um Perfect. yeah so that's we're sort of thinking like Elizabeth warren meets like gaga you know what i mean yeah that's sort of like our goal for her awesome um so we'll see we'll see what happens
1: i have high hopes for that <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's the, that's the plan. You know?
1: You know? I love that. I love it. More, so much more to come. It's just yes. babies. Babies.
0: And now for We See You. Boom, 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 All right. Uh, Melanie Linsky is an awesome actor. She's from New Zealand. She's been in, like, she's one of those people you see their face and you're like, oh, you've been in literally everything. Mm-hmm. Um She's in Yellow Jackets, which is super popular. I haven't watched it yet. I know I will watch it, and I'll probably binge it all, Mm -hmm. all at once. Um, But apparently, a lot of people have been talking shit, kind of body shaming her in different ways since Yellow Jackets premiered. Um, Some people being like, oh, I care about your health. Um, You know, as if... "Mm, Fuck that. Yeah, so she kind of came out, and she was like, hey... uh, there are people talking about how they care about my health. Like, you don't see me on my Peloton running through the park with my kids. Skinny doesn't always equal healthy. Um, And she had also talked about how when she was on set, uh, someone on the production team had been asking her, what do you plan to do to lose weight? I'm sure the producers are going to get you a trainer. They'd love to help you with this. Um, And then also fans saying like, she wasn't hot enough for her storyline of like a younger man being into her, Um, all these things. (laughs) And, she was she was saying she wanted to protect her character from that mindset um that she wanted her character to be comfortable and sexual and not thinking you're talking about her body because she wants women to be able to watch it and be like wow she looks like me and nobody's saying she's the fat one um i feel like there are a couple (laughs) several takeaways from this i mean one when are we going to break out of the idea that women's worth depends on their appearance and their weight um me coming off and of talking about how I'm uncomfortable with my weight 2 <laughs> we're idea. all stuck in these constructs yeah, so. all, we have our opinions about everyone else and our opinions about ourselves but the idea that women have to be skinny to be attractive um, mm-hmm. not even like, like we have a movement that I really believe in that women can be attractive but any human can be attractive at any weight any size whatever mm-hmm. there's this idea that women have to be skinny to be attractive to have to be like you know sides four and under kind yeah. of vibe because the thing about um Melanie Linsky too is that she's not um I mean BMI is very flawed but I think if you're just looking at BMI she wouldn't even be considered you know overweight or obese or anything like that and if she were that also doesn't mean that you're not attractive but it's also like what are we the fact mm-hmm. that there's this like a reaction to her body at all yeah with where she's at um, is <laughs> wildly upsetting. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact, and it, it, you know, the fact that she went into it being like, okay, I want women to watch this and be like, she looks like me and no one's saying anything about her body. And then a fucking body backlash comes out. right? Um, when again, it's like, you don't, she does exercise if she didn't, oh, if she didn't, it doesn't matter to the viewer like you people who comment on people's bodies aren't actually concerned about their health because if they were they wouldn't comment on their bodies because negatively commenting on someone's body has negative outcomes in terms of their health anyway right Right. but um neither here nor there uh it's (sighs) it's bonkers to me that this person this actor that she's had this this sort of Outlandish reaction from some people to her body, and is that really believable that like people would be into her at that size? <sighs> um it just drives home a lot of really shitty <clears throat> a lot of really shitty beliefs and ideals about women women's bodies, women's appearances, and I think it's a good example of it because she also like she's she i hate to even say she looks great because that implies there's a doesn't look great, you know, but like yeah she looks like an attractive human woman who would be walking down the street, you know, like it's right. There's nothing. You wouldn't walk. You wouldn't see her walking down the street and pick her out of a crowd and be like, there's something wrong. Right. You know, but when she's on TV, that's being done because no matter what we're saying and, you know, outside of, of these things, when we're talking about like, Oh, everybody is beautiful and body positivity, body neutrality, um, push comes to shove. we're still, Having these, <laughs> these things come up where we we talk about all these all these great ideas about body positivity, and then a woman comes on our screen who's like a size eight or something and the world burns down mm-hmm. because she's supposed to be sexy. But is she not we're not casting her as brave here? Like, yeah. oh, she's no no no, we can't have that. Um, so we see you to the body shamers of Melanie Linsky. Um because it's just, come on, y'all. Can we, when are, like, when will we move when? past this idea?
1: That... Oh, we see you. It's so frustrating. I I, I didn't really see the Melanie Linsky stuff, but that's totally believable to me that people would be having those gross opinions. Um, I don't know. I've lo- I've loved seeing her and when she does sort
0: of sex she's scenes. She's so and, good. Yeah. yeah.
1: She's great. Um, also, Nicola Coughlin, I think is her name, the um, actress from Bridgerton. Um, I saw,
0: yeah, people were like, "Ah."
1: Oh. It's like, it's just like, how about we all just fucking leave women alone? Leave women alone? It really, mm-hmm. I mean, on the like innocuous end, it's just like very frustrating, depressing, irritating to women. But on the more, on the darker side, it not only can you know, leave like an indelible mark on your psyche and eating disorders, but it can lead to suicide. I mean, that, I've, the, who is the, the oh, shoot, I'm forgetting her name from yesterday, the Miss America um woman from the, like, she's a beauty pageant winner. She, you know.
0: I saw, that was barely a headline. Yeah. Barely a headline. She jumped, she jumped off a off building.
1: A, jumped off a building in Manhattan. Like, I mean, It's awful, 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 awful. Um, And for some reason, people feel like they get to just like speak on it, you know. And and under the guise of women's health, which is like, if you're saying anything under the guise of women's health, you probably are just trying to control women and their bodies so you can fuck right. Yeah.
0: Are you really caring (laughs) about women? Show me how you've cared about women's health and what productive things you've done for it. Like, right?
1: Color me skeptical. Um, okay. My first we see you is, and I feel like we, uh, so many, basically all of my we see Us you and yours too, from your topics are things that could be full episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wanted to talk briefly about the banned books, um, that are the, the movement that is sweeping the nation. Um, there have been periods in our history and there, there have always been people that have wanted to ban books and, and have successfully have lobbied and bullied librarians and um, schools to take things off the required reading lists. And that has always happened. There's the American library association keeps careful tabs on the top 100 most um, censored or banned books and depending on the decade and you can look it up. um, But there's really been a lot of pressure from parents and conservative politicians and groups that are trying to censor, um, specifically schools, um, to keep students from being exposed to ideas that they view as um, threatening. Um, they these types of books kind of span um, from what I think conservatives view as dangerous views on um, gender and sexuality acceptance um, to violence. There's like sexual violence or magic, um, and, um, books that have to do with the Holocaust. Um, and then also a hot button topic, um, treat the treatment of race in books. Um, and that it's, it's so dangerous. It's so upsetting to me. Um, there are some old classics that keep getting banned for various reasons, but, um, last week there was, Uh, A Tennessee school board that voted to ban um, Art Spiegelman's Pulitzer Prize-winning graphic novel um, about the Holocaust, Maus, M-A-U-S. A Um, a mayor in Mississippi is withholding $110,000 in funding from his city's library until it removes books depicting LGBTQ people broadly. Um, The Katy Independent School District in Texas is banning a whole bunch of different LGBTQ identifying books um including Jack of Hearts and other parts the handsome girl and her beautiful boy all boys aren't blue and lawn boy different coming of age stories um with prominent lgbtq characters and um discussions of sex um and uh records records requests from my, i think it was the new york times to Nearly 100 school districts um, in Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, and Austin regions of Texas, Um, just a small sampling of the state's uh, 1,250 school systems, um, it's the um, fourth largest school system in the country, revealed that 75 formal requests by parents or community members to ban books from libraries during the first four months of the school year. Um, in comparison, only one library book challenge was filed at all those school districts the same time period a year earlier. Um, a handful of districts reported more challenges this year than in the past two decades combined. Um, this just is, it's such a troubling pattern. Um, it's dangerous. It's, books equate with ideas and, and, um, What we're really talking about is ideas that conservatives find onerous. And to throw something also out at at liberals, there's um, actually I found out that in Washington State, they just banned um, To Kill a Mockingbird, not banned it, banned it, but took it off the required reading list um, because it promoted um, Atticus Finch as a white savior and um, I think also for racial slurs. Um, so I don't so much have an issue with it being taken off a required reading list that feels like fine, especially for kind of elevating other stories. But I do think like, once we start putting books on a do not read list for any reason, um, we're getting into super dangerous territory. And it's, um, I think that, you know, for something like To Kill a Mockingbird, just because I'm picking on the one that's like, seems like a more left leaning type of, um, trending towards censorship um maybe the conversation around Atticus's character could be like let's talk about like what a white savior is and how he might be construed as as a white savior in the context of 2022 you know let's talk about when this book was made what it was Harper Lee trying to say let's talk about Harper Lee and and how she has some problematic like her how she wrote a um her sequel, which came out with great, um, with great controversy, had Atticus as actually being kind of, um, a racist. So it was, there's a lot, but there's a lot that you can talk about there. It doesn't have to be. We're not talking about it. I think mm-hmm. always saying like we're not going to talk about it is the wrong way to go. Um, also, um, Viet Tan Win, um, the novelist was talk, um, also talking about this, saying that he, um, he had a great piece in the New York Times talking about how when he was little like there was this book that was really um changed his life because he was just like so horrified by it where there was some violent there was like a violent rape of a woman in um in vietnam i think it was called like the closer side i forget um exactly what book he was talking about but he said that it was really impactful for him and he he just for a long time grew up like hating the author and hating that story because of like the the whole point was like showing, oh, that there were these good guys, good American soldiers, and they just sort of casually raped this woman. And he said like when he went back to read it, when he was in grad school, I think, or or writing his first novel, he realized like, oh, he was too kind of too young to understand um, and hadn't like that the author was pointing out how like casual good guys can actually commit atrocities in the context of these like war situations or outside of that. But, but that the enemy wasn't necessarily the author, like they were both on the same side. He would, the author was illustrating the horrors that can be done kind of like heart of darkness, but in Vietnam. Anyway, um, I fucking hate, I hate, Banning books I, I, makes me so uncomfortable, the idea of telling students, students of all people, and people who are going into a library where they get to choose what they want to pick out of, out of a public library or a public school um, to give parents some sort of say in which books librarians are allowed to purchase is so disgusting. And it seems to also go against, um, it goes against sort of, I think like a conservative principle of personal choice and individual, individuality, and also like keeping your fucking nose out of other people's business and, um, letting people make decisions for themselves and learn what they want to, you know, books are, have always been a refuge for, um, people who are searching themselves or, for ideas and and learning and expanding their horizons and especially as students i mean i was like when reading through this stuff i was thinking about like i think like one of the i mean the books in 6th and 7th grade where you start to get exposed to books that include rape or attempted rape like julie of the wolves um or that book speak or go ask i think go ask alice mm-hmm. um you know there's some really rough books that you But that is kind of like, that helps you ask questions and helps you understand the world. It's part of growing up. Um, Access to magical worlds is, is, I mean, Harry Potter is still a book that people, his dark materials, anywhere that people feel like Christianity is being questioned. But I mean, I don't mean to skate over the, um, the racial aspect here too, because that is like such a A bear of an issue and it's really really depressing to me that like our country is trending towards leaning away from exploring our disgusting shameful past and um bullying librarians in schools to take some of to take these ideas and um to take books that like the hate you give or, you know, depicting cops as racist. Cause like, oh my God, they, there's a lot, you know, the, it, I, it's just so awful. I, you know, want to discuss it more at length, um, at another time. <laughs> but, um, anyway, um, my, we see you is to the, um, vicious
0: spate of, um, banned books attempts throughout the country. Yeah, it's really catching, <laughs> mm-hmm. catching wind uh, in a very um, scary uh, manner. Where you yeah. you wonder what's around the riverbend in so many ways in this country. But I feel like the banning of books is a really bright uh, red flag. Yeah, for sure. Um, speaking of bright red flags, Donald Trump. Um, <laughs> we see. I know we see him as almost just like, well, yeah, always. <laughs> but when he was silenced on Twitter, like I. we we had a little bit of a reprieve and he's been like popping back up um, and really popping back up. So for those of you who have forgotten, um, so Biden won the election. (laughs) Instead of conceding, Trump was, you know, had some, we'll say false claims of widespread voter fraud um, and that his characterization of that led to the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol um and now there are a bunch of investigations related to donald so many related to donald trump um including related to his um his role in january 6th mm-hmm. um the finances of the trump organization under his leadership general uh, shenanigans after the election just all kinds of things um and we found out we found out some things uh that Trump directed Giuliani to call the Department of Homeland Security to determine whether it could legally take control of voting machines in swing states. Um, over the weekend, there was a rally. Fuck, Trump's having rallies. Mm-hmm. Um, where he was referring to a 2024 run uh, to take back that big, beautiful, beautiful house that happens to be white. His words. Um <laughs> Yep, and he was also saying that one of his actions as president in 2024... Could be to pardon those convicted because of their actions during the insurrection. Um, oh over 700 people have already been, yeah. So scary, scary, scary. He said that the <laughs> black prosecutors investigating him are racist, um, uh. calling for mass protests if they do anything that he categorizes as wrong or illegal. Mm. Um, his words. <clears throat> If these radical, vicious, racist prosecutors do anything wrong or illegal, I hope we're going to have in this country the biggest protests we have ever had in Washington, D.C., in New York, and Atlanta, and elsewhere because our country and our elections are corrupt. Great. Great. He also said it, it really is prosecution, uh, prosecutorial misconduct at the highest level. These prosecutors are vicious, horrible people. They're racist, and they're very sick. They're mentally sick. They're going after me without any protection of my rights by the Supreme Court or most other courts most what, most other courts just, which he just says you, shit he says words out loud and <laughs> people are like yes and he's just like it's, it's alphabet of that soup oh. um, in reality they're not after me they're after you and I just have to be the person that's in the way that's what they're after it's been going on for years great so yeah really stoking some fear there um, and also uh, t- today he was talking about how there needs to be <laughs> a new focus for investigators why Pence did not take steps to reject electoral college votes from states won by Biden on January 6th. So it's just like, these are few, there's been so much that's gone on in the mm-hmm. past few months, past few weeks, past few days with Donald Trump. Um, but he should, he's just out there as he was um, saying things. People are taking those things to heart and more is coming to light about his role in many illegal and immoral things none of which are surprising in the slightest Mm -hmm. um but here we are learning about them and he still has a wild wild base um i hate that the 2024 trump presidential campaign is even like a concept yeah let alone a real possibility can we please send him to jail there like there are so many so many investigations circling him yep that part of me feels like the the jaws of justice if there ever were any are going to snap on his ass like any day now and there's part of me that's like he's going to be the president in 2024. I have yeah. no idea. Or it'll be Ted Cruz, like oh uh, don't even. You know, like uh, awful uh, so many awful things could happen. So the we see who is to Donald Trump for all, all that is coming to light that we now know that we kind of knew before. Mm-hmm. The new things he's saying at rallies. He loves a rally. He um, loves a rally. And I'm genuinely terrified for the future of this country, um, as always, but particularly, God, his base is... St- and people in the Republican Party don't want to speak ill of him because his base is so strong. So that's how we have the Trump Republicans... And God, 2024 is scary. Donald Trump is awful. Um, also saying that the prosecutors are racist. Oh, like my. Just pondering that. Yeah. They're mentally sick. They're not protecting his right. Like, he just says shit that yeah. is true about himself, about other people. <sighs> Classic projection, Donald. Um, but god we see you i hope ivanka like sells him out you know i just hope <laughs> but i don't want her to like get out of this as a hero either i just
1: no 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 that can we so
0: just bad. biden just finish up and let's put like a progressive in there and donald trump can go to jail and actually like have repercussions for his actions for the first time his whole life i know Little sons can go to and mm. Anyway, we see you to Donald Trump, but like, my God, he's really, oh my God. He's, he's out there and he's saying things and we're learning more about things he really did. And part of me wonders if it even matters, like yeah. the truth, because yeah. it, it hasn't for him historically. And I really just want it to catch up with him once.
1: I totally agree. And I feel very cynical about it. It's sort of mm-hmm. like, when is the truth ever going to matter? Um, when is when is his when is his behavior gonna ever catch up with him when are there gonna be consequences That's hopefully
0: specific. soon because if not <laughs> never probably
1: Ugh, we see you to him mm-hmm. Ugh, okay um oh my gosh i'm just looking at my tabs it's like joe rogan nazis in orlando judge <laughs> onto the onto the one that okay so this one was a couple of weeks ago but i was so frustrated um, about an article or about something that happened in Florida, shocking, um, a judge tried to deny a teenager an abortion using her GPA as um, justification. Um, he basically said that her av- the, the average of her GPA, which was, I think, a B, meant that she lacked the maturity to have an abortion. Now, we should just pause there to reflect for one second on the fact that he, the judges, we're gonna, let's, let's past him using her GPA at all, which feels like it just should, should be illegal. Um, but determining that she isn't mature enough to decide to have an abortion, but then conversely is mature enough to have, um, a child, <laughs> um, is like absolutely beyond me. Um, this 17 year old girl in Florida was seeking a judicial bypass to have the abortion without the involvement of her parents. Um, and the judge decided that her GPA was too low. Um I'm only laughing cuz I'm honestly like otherwise I would be like throwing my computer into, you know, the next yard. Um he took issue. His name was Judge Jared E. Smith, Jared. Jared took issue um with her testifying that she had a B average and he basically said actually um, It was slightly lower than that, and wrote in his decision that her, quote, testimony evinces either a lack of intelligence or credibility, either of which weigh against finding of maturity pursuant to the statute. Thankfully, uh, a district court later overruled that decision two to one, um, noting that um, Jane Doe's GPA, quote, demonstrated average intelligence for a high school student as if grades, you know, like, I I really, I really i am so uncomfortable with, with GPA being used, um, in cases determining whether or not, I mean, whether or not minors can get an abortion without their parents, um, involvement. Um, that type of a judicial bypass requires, uh, the ability for a 17 year old to navigate the legal system by herself basically. Um, and that requires, um, at least average intelligence and courage, uh, uh, to do that without the support of your parents or your family, I can't even imagine. Um, and, uh, usually, and often these judicial bypasses are denied by these judges because there are lots of conservative judges, um, at the district level. Um, and, um, 38 states require some form of parental involvement for minors seeking abortion care. Um, so, uh, it's just like, it's really bad out there, and we're about to make, um, and the court, the Supreme Court is about to um, nullify Roe v. Wade, um, <sighs> where I will maybe walk my ass from Seattle all the way across the country in a burning fire of rage, right up to Susan Collins's main office, and just yes, bang queen. on her door and say, Do you feel like a fool? I need you to like say to my face, You're either a fool or you're a disgusting hypocrite. I really think you're both, but you certainly don't care about women the way that you've said. And I am yeah. I am still eternally disappointed in Maine for reelecting her last year. Mm. You fucking guys, come on. Uh, <sighs> what, they got all the lobster they want and they're out here cause... making
0: foolish decisions.
1: Foolish. <sighs> anyway, so we see you to Susan. Jared, the judge, Judge Jared. Fuck you. We
0: see you. We <laughs> see you. Yeah, is Roe v. Wade going to be overturned? It seems oh, that yeah. way, doesn't yeah. it? It's, yes, it it's seems very strongly like, yes, definitely, 100%, which is just like, okay, 2022. Not I not mean, on there. Ma- what are we up like? I I <sighs> just really want to know if we are like if it's gonna be like straight up apocalypse. We haven't even talked about the weather. Even, mm.
1: Oh gosh, I know we haven't even. Got- yeah, there's a lot of apocalyptic
0: so, things. Yeah, a lot swirling around, and we haven't talked about and just like that because you haven't watched it, Maria. And no. you need to- We need to talk about it and tear it apart. I know. Um, okay, that's got my that's my homework for this week. That is your home, because it- girl. We've, yeah we have things to, we have things to say okay i already know yeah it. i'm sure um, i will nazis we are going to talk nazis. about nazis this um, is a joint
1: we see you because we both were appropriately outraged
0: yeah my news uh my reliable news is 20 minute segments of rachel maddow every day um mm-hmm. which she's going on hiatus
1: so sad well maybe she knew that we were coming off hiatus and so Uh,
0: she was giving us space thank you that is sweet all (laughs) right she is thoughtful in that way i do love her in that way Mm -hmm. um yeah nazis and um i learned about this from from rachel in orlando just demonstrating uh, i I hate even saying demonstrating because that like Gives credibility to what they were up to, yeah, dignity like swastikas and mm-hmm. shouting really hateful things at passers by. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, Florida is the state with the second most um active like hate group members. My, I'm ass- shocked, I know, I know what's first, Florida Arkansas no. probably is first. Um, <laughs> and it's just it's hard to. In a time and place where <laughs> nothing is shocking, but everything is like an outrage, but, like an, yeah. I don't mean like oh it's an outrage, it's, it shouldn't but like everything is an outrage. Seeing this, uh, I mean, we've heard about like rises in anti-Semitic hate crimes, and we've seen and heard about like rises in in sort of hate speech, mm-hmm. um, but to to see Nazis brazenly um, out there in 2022 i suppose it is now mm-hmm. um really it, it feels eerie it feels sad it feels i mean more than sad. It's, it's kind of devastating um yeah that we're here again still you know i don't think these people ever went away i think there's an emboldenment that is happening you know over the overpass you saw a swastika and you saw a sign that said let's go brandon Mm -hmm. um interesting that they're tying these two ideologies together who would who would have thought the two should ever meet (laughs) um yeah i mean my big thoughts about this basically are just that i can't i can believe but i also can't believe that in this day and age that we're still we're having active nazi activity like blatantly out in the front in front of the cameras, proudly. Like, not like secret little sneaky meetings in basements. Like, no, they're out here in Orlando, which is not, as far as Florida goes, Mm -hmm. um, isn't that conservative, and what it's scary, because it's like, what does this mean for the future? What does this mean for the now? What does this mean for the safety of Jewish people in this country? Um, uh, It's any way you slice it it is um disgusting depressing awful you know existentially worrisome there's just uh, you know a, a lot to it a lot yeah. of very 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 bad things
1: very 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 bad exactly no you said it very well and um I guess, like I, you know, I really this this kind of like it all ties back to a struggle that I now have my new, relatively new in my life struggle with like the you know exactly what um, like how how we should construe the First Amendment and mm-hmm. the free speech and and um, if you're if a, if a hate group is assembling, um, their entire ideology is based on violence and um, a specific that specific groups of people should uh not exist. Um that feels like it it, it constitutes a clear and present danger. I, I think that, that I think we should I think that is the way that the Supreme Court should should um interpret um First Amendment gatherings or speech um that has to do with a hate group, especially one like it feels like <laughs> Can we at least all, like, all agree, like, that the Nazis, are, uh, that, that that symbolism, you know, it's not allowed in Europe. I mean, now they use, like, Trump, we, we know that they use different, like, MAGA and different um, symbols that are U.S. symbols of hate, but, like, not, you know, in Germany, they're not allowed to use the swastika, which is, like, fucking obvious. Um, I just feels like we should be able to have something similar. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so we see you super concerning and feels like it's not, it just feels like it's going to grow and grow and grow. Like when is there going to be a huge bigger than Charlottesville rally? I mean, when are like, we're just going to sit around and wait for like this hate, these hate groups to grow arm themselves and like March. I mean, and yeah, it's just like, it's not good. So we see you. Mm-hmm. Ah, Hit me with a good
0: thing. Why? my let me unclench my penguin gay gay penguins perhaps yes Um, yes i'm so glad you found this yes circling back to one of our original happy moments with gay penguins (laughs) um two male penguins welcome a hatchling as new york zoo's first same-sex foster parents um over in Syracuse. Uh <laughs> so it's very exciting. The the boys are Elmer and Lima and they welcomed okay. a healthy chick on January 1st. Uh first-time dads and the zoo's first same-sex foster parents to successfully hatch an egg. Aww. Um she's a very very cute little baby penguin. Um yay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, In a world of Nazis, at least we have baby penguins and you know, like yeah, there's a certain silliness to celebrating gay penguins at the same time. Like there is, I think a real point to like normalizing um, relationships outside of like cishet humans and penguins and um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and also just seeing like, oh yes, this also happens outside of human beings. Like Mm -hmm. for people that empathy isn't enough they need like a biological precedent to be supportive (laughs) um and it's just cute because it's penguins and it's babies um yeah so i think on a number of levels we can appreciate the story yeah um it it pleased it pleased me greatly to see um also great in belgium uh belgium that government government workers don't have to respond to work emails outside of work hours like officially in law which i'm like yes here for Mm. yes um so also great um so there have been like little good things in the background and what if in like 10 years somehow it comes down to like nazis v gay penguins and gay penguins win? you know like Mm. who knows who knows how this could all pay like you like to think you know (laughs) Yes, I would like I to have think I know. No idea. Like it sounds yeah. outlandish, but maybe the penguins will save us all. Maybe if we save their environment first.
1: Oh my god! I know another fucking not to topic. Again, turn the good thing into,
0: <laughs> but the icebergs, the ice caps, oh, mm, a little my warm, god. isn't it? Yeah.
1: Mm. Oh man, that's our favorite unintentional talent. I think is to make the good thing go right back into a. Uh, we're living in stressful times.
0: <sighs> I think it's the times. I think we're optimistic, cheery chipmunks. I think it's the times that have done this. Oh, They've yeah. done this to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yay penguins! Yeah. Um, yay Belgium! Um, yay new to- babies! Yeah, new babies! Oh, they do. Oh, she's sleeping on oh, her Kiss her stupid little face. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, it feels so good to be back and so good to just be seeing your face and engaging, I was going to say so good to engage with the news (laughs) So great to um, be back here and venting it all out in my favorite space
0: (laughs) More, More to come as the world continues to world about
1: Feminist Without Mystique is part of the Frolic Podcast Network Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts.